Hello and welcome to the Deception Tips Podcast, where you will learn amazing cues to detect deceit that will help you read people like never before. I'm your host, Spencer Kaufman. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 52 of the Deception Tips Podcast. Here we are again, another day where you are going to learn more about detecting deception and how to read people so you'll know whether or not they are lying to you. This is going to be excellent for use with your kids, your spouse. Hopefully your spouse is not lying to you, but you know sometimes everybody is human and we all lie. Statistics have shown that we can lie two to three times in 10 minutes of conversation. In addition, the average person can maybe tell 150 to 250 lies per day, so an average of about 200 lies a day. Now, this doesn't always mean that these lies are direct and malicious. They could be simple lies, such as, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Well, you're not good because yesterday your grandmother got sick and now she's in the hospital, so you're not good, okay? So certain things like that, how do you like my new shirt? Oh, it sucks. You know, but really, you say, oh, that's lovely. No, not lovely. That's a lie. Those lies are arguably a necessary part of society. They're social and polite lies. If you went around all over telling people that their haircut was terrible, that the shirt is ugly, that uh, they don't know what they're doing, that that was stupid, or what a dumb thing to say, then you would really not be a friendly person. You would see him as like a jerk and a lot of people would really not like you and you would hurt a lot of feelings out there. That's not what you want to accomplish in life. You don't want to be that person. That person is not you. Therefore, you use these things to determine whether or not someone else is lying so that you can know the truth and then it's up to you whether or not that truth is worth knowing. So you need to have a little bit of discernment, you need to be compassionate, and you need to care about other people. And that is the whole point in this, is that it is about caring for others and caring for yourself that you do not want to be taken advantage of. Now last time we talked about the stress and tension involved in telling a lie. We touched on all of the different past episodes where stress and tension could have been displayed And we talked about a very prominent behavior of wringing the hands when someone is a little bit stressed or when they're tense. It could not always mean they are telling a lie. It could happen at any time. It could happen if they're nervous. It could happen if they're scared. It could be if they're lying because as we've said, when people tell a lie, there is a lot of stress and tension in telling a lie. Remember the lie detector tests, those polygraph machines? That's what they measure. They measure your neurological signs and biofeedback of how much stress and how much tension you're exhibiting. How are your neurotransmitters firing, your heart rate, your sweat glands, all of this kind of stuff. They measure that and they determine if the machine reads your normal stress levels and then there's a spike on that stress level, that that spike must mean the person is lying. Now, These have been proven as not super effective. Even though they're still used widely as industry standard, they are not as effective as a human being who can accurately read this deception. In addition, there are other machines out there that monitor your retina. So it's like your eyes, your pupil dilations, everything like that. They monitor, they put pads in your armpits. They put things on your fingers, on your temples. They measure all these different signs more of a biofeedback machine, those are more reliable. The problem is they're just way more expensive. But a lie detector test, because the polygraph only measures the stress and tension, 
they're not super reliable because some people remember pathological liars or people who are really good at lying, they may not exhibit that stress and tension when they tell a lie. Therefore, is a polygraph going to work for them? Absolutely not. In addition, if people are normally stressed or if they're stressed or tense about something else and they talk about it, you're going to see a spike on that machine, but it may not mean they're being deceptive. So there's a lot of controversy over the polygraph machine and whether or not it is super effective. However, industry standard still says it is. That's something to just be aware of. Human beings can be more effective if they learn how to read people and detect deception, which I hope that this podcast will help you do that. So last time, remember, wringing of the hands, stress, tension, etc. Today, we are going to talk about another behavior very, very similar to that behavior. It is about massaging the hands. So it's not necessarily wringing them, it is more of the massage side of it, but it is still very similar. Here it is, deception tip number 52. Liars may sometimes massage the fleshy part of the hand beneath the thumb with the thumb and index finger of the opposite hand. Here it is again. Liars may sometimes massage the fleshy part of the hand beneath the thumb with the thumb and index finger of the opposite hand. Now, that could sound a little confusing. Beneath the thumb, with the thumb, with the whatever, you know. So you may kind of be like, what? What's going on here? I'm going to break it down for you so it's very simple and it's really easy to understand. So wringing the hands, remember how people, they fold their hands together so their knuckles are interlocked, their fingers are interlocked. And they may put pressure, squeeze with one hand, then the other. They may also clasp them like you're going to clap. And the palms are on top of each other. Fingers are between the thumb and fingers of the other hand. So they're kind of overlapped. This behavior is similar to that. Whereas they have one hand is open. So like if you take, let's say, your left hand and open it up. Put your fingers together, but it's like a karate chop hand, okay? Now, take the other hand and do the same thing. So you have two hands that look like they're in mittens. Then, take one of them and touch your thumbs together, but not at the tip of your thumbs. Put them together in that little crevice. Like, remember when you were a kid, and they said, hold your hands up, and whichever one makes an L, that's your left hand. Take that part, the crease of the L, that corner of the L, and put it next to the corner of the other L. That is the fleshy part of your hand. So now if you take your thumb and on top of one hand and you massage that corner of the L, that's the fleshy part. That's what we're talking about. So it's when someone is massaging that L corner in their hand, the fleshy part of their hand, that is what this sign is. So what do we talk about with massaging? It is a pacification gesture. They're pacifying away that stress and tension. They're releasing that stress and tension. Now, we're going to talk a lot more about how this helps and how massaging will release that coming up right after this. Do you ever wonder if that smile from the person you're interested in is sincere? Or is it merely polite? Spencer knows he's published groundbreaking research on smile detection and his books can give you more insight into what that person is really feeling. Here we are. Welcome back to deception tip number 52. 
We're talking about how stress and tension is prevalent in lies and how you can massage your hand to reduce that stress and tension. Not so much how you can do it, but how liars or people who lie will do it when they are lying to help massage away that stress and tension. We just went over how it looks, what it looks like. Hopefully you've got a good picture in your mind. I encourage you to try it out on yourself and you'll kind of notice, wow, that, that feels kind of good. As I'm talking to you right now, I'm sitting here massaging the fleshy parts of both my hands because it's kind of a nice feeling. Anytime you massage something, it feels good. It's release. You're working your muscles. You are giving your muscles something that they don't get on a regular basis. It's like a treat. You're making them say, ah. It's something where you are working them out and you're getting all that tissue going in the same direction again. You're working out the kinks, the knots, and everything will be aligned properly. So you're working out that stress and tension. If you've ever had a full body massage or any kind of those, whatever they call them, the Swedish massages or this or that, then you know that by the time you're done, your body feels a little bit sore, but you're also rejuvenated. And they tell you, drink a lot of water because we've released a lot of the toxins that were trapped in your muscle tissue back into your bloodstream. So you need to drink the water to flush all them out. Therefore, massaging feels good because you're getting rid of all that gunk, all that garbage inside your body. So when people are under some stress and tension in telling a lie, or even when they're talking with other people or negotiating, you may see this behavior. So don't immediately believe that, oh, look at that. That person is massaging the fleshy part of their hand. They must be telling a lie. No, it doesn't always mean they're lying. It's just like every single one of these behaviors. And I must say this in every single episode. You hear it every week. You have to look for patterns and clusters of behavior. Because if you're just relying on one sign of deception, then you're going to be wrong. You may be right in that instance, but overall, if you continue to do that, you're not going to end up on top. You're going to end up in a world of hurt because you're going to mess up somewhere and it's going to be a big mess up. It's not going to be the little one that you mess up on. It's going to be one that is significant. And you're going to have misread the situation and the it could be catastrophic. It could be life-altering. Therefore, rely on patterns and clusters of behavior. And remember that these signs of deception are not always signs of deception. When someone massages their hand, maybe their hand is sore. Maybe they were just writing a letter and they just wrote 10,000 words with a pencil and their thumb is sore and they massage it out. Or maybe they were using a screwdriver because and, and, they didn't have a drill and they had to go into some solid oak. Well, your hand would be pretty sore after that. So keep in mind that there could be a lot of reasons. Obviously, those are two kind of dumb reasons that you may not see every day because most people have a computer and most people have a drill. But what if they don't? What if they were texting or playing video games on their phone and they needed to use their thumb and tap 100,000 times or something? The point is, anything is possible. And you need to keep in mind that something you see may not always mean one thing. Everything has multiple meanings. That's why you need to look for the pattern and the cluster of behavior. Because if you see one, then you see another and you see another. Yes, each one of those three could have multiple meanings. However, they all have one potential meaning in common, and that's deception. So if you see all of them, well, let's see, they all have one thing in common. It's like those circles, those Venn diagrams. When three of them overlap, that point in the middle, boom. They're all separate, but they all overlap right there in the middle. 
It must be deception. So keep that in mind as well. Remember that anytime people massage any part of their body, it is a release of stress and tension. We've also called this as a pacification gesture. They're pacifying away the stress and tension. Typically, though, pacification gestures are providing a means of something else. So it's pacifying the desire. Remember the definition. What is the thing you give a baby? It's called a pacifier. So they want to drink milk. They want to have a bottle or whatever, and you give them the pacifier to give them the impression that that's what they're doing. It's like a pretend. It's a fake. It's a phony. It's pacifying that desire. People who smoke, they want to smoke a cigarette. But if you give them a toothpick and they have the toothpick in their mouth, now they're okay most of the time. Why? Because really they're pacifying the desire to have something in their mouth at all times. That's a pacification gesture. Something that is accomplishing the purpose of something else. So massaging away tension, it's somewhat of a pacification gesture, but not entirely, because what is it taking the place of? Really nothing. It's just working out. It's, it's getting rid of the stress and tension. It's not pacifying the desire to get rid of it. Now, you may see this a lot in anger. If someone is angry, they may start to wring their hands or tightly clasp them and massage that away. That is an anger gesture. They want to hit something. They want to do some harm, but they can't. So they wring their hands and tightly clasp them. That is a pacification. In addition, we're going to continue on with anger a little bit, a little side deviation, give you a little bit more knowledge. People who self-harm, they may cut themselves or they may really squeeze them, their hands or their arms or something and give them marks, cause themselves pain. They want to do something worse. They want to really either hurt somebody else or they want to really hurt themselves. They have so much pain inside them, they need to get it out. They harm themselves to release that. It's pacifying that desire, that stronger desire. It's, but it only gives temporary satisfaction. Keep that in mind. Just like drugs. Some people want drugs to do something. They want to feel this feeling so they get a drug to get them to feel that way. Then they realize that now they're worse off than before because they no longer feel that way. Now they feel worse when the high comes down. So a little bit of segue right there. But keep in mind that a lot of things have multiple meanings. It is your job, your desire, your ambition, your goal, your duty to figure out what those meanings are. Because now that you know all of these different signs, you can use them to help yourself and help other people. I want to thank you for listening to the Deception Tips podcast. Hopefully you're going to share it with your friends. Subscribe to the feed. Check out the Deception Tips videos, the blog, and the books I have available. And as always, tune in next week for a new Deception Tip.